Hi, I'm Leona from Between the Lions, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Keep being wild about reading and enjoy the show. Roll it! Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. When nostalgia comes alive, happy to be here with us. Thank you for joining. As always, I'm your host, Jake Duffenbaum. We tell you as always, our co-host, Chris Bixby, and Matt Bingo. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Yes, how, and how are you doing, Jake? I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you for asking. Wonderful. Who do we have today? <laughs> well, today's guest we have for today. He's an actor and puppeteer. Some of you may know him from his from the puppetry projects that he's been working on that he's been uh, working on over the years, such as Webber's World Dr. Seuss, including performing in The Grinch, Terrence McBird, and lots of many others, and Allegro Swindo for performing Wando, Paco, and Tweer. And of course, as always. Between the lines for being original performer for Lionel Lion. Please welcome Mr. Anthony Asbury. Happy here, happy year, Anthony. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Delighted to have you. Pleasure. Here. Yes. Yes, and and before we're getting, getting this off, and we want to like a quick thank you to a great friend of ours who's a previous guest. Uh, Norman Styles for helping us to connect. So thank you, thank you, Norman. And Thanks, hello to Norman. you if you if you if you listen if you're watching this, which I know you will, Norman. We're <laughs> sure you are. Thank yes, you, Norman. And, yes, and also Anthony, uh, Chris Surf uh, says hello. Yes, and same. Uh, yes, 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 and same goes with Peter and Pam. Lovely people, love them a lot. Very lovely people. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yes, indeed. So, so uh, to kick things off, so for those who don't know you, could you tell our audience a bit about yourself and what you do? Um, I, I started as a, uh, a puppeteer and actor. Uh, was about forty-five years ago, something like that. Long, 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 long time ago. Um, and uh, Julie Taymor from The Lion King. She, uh, she gave me my first break. I, I snuck into a, an audition at the New York Shakespeare Festival and lied my way uh, top to bottom all the way through that, just told lies and got in. And uh, they hired me right away. And she, she liked me so much, she asked me to stick around the rest of the day and help me audition the rest of the people she was seeing. So there you go. I, uh, I did a couple of years with the Haggadah at the Shakespeare Festival. Mm. With uh, with Julie and uh, Liz Suedos, uh, God rest your soul, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun meeting those people and working with those people. And uh, I'd already known Martin Robinson. Uh, have you, oh, have yes. you uh, had a word with Martin? Oh yes, great, yes. great friend of yes. ours. Yes. Wonderful so friend of wonderful. ours. Yes, we have. Absolutely. Well, love Robert. I think he's still doing time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's he's still doing wonderful on Sesame Street, you know, with Telly and Snuffy, Slimy, you know, all those characters. Yep, he's, he's such a such a magnificent human being. I love that guy. 
he uh, uh, we worked together on the uh, we worked a little before that, uh, and then we worked uh, together at the Shakespeare Festival. <clears throat> and then I called him one year, <clears throat> and I said I didn't see you in the in the lineup. I said, "Are you not coming back this year?" And he goes, "No, no, I'm working on a little project," and that turned out to be Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, he, he then asked me to, to join that show uh, when it was still in its infancy. And uh, I moved, I opened the show, in the, uh, I joined the show in, in Manhattan, New York City, and then was invited to uh, go to the UK and, uh, and open that production. And uh, I did that for about three or four months, as long as the contract was, I don't know. And instead of coming back to New York, and uh, I, I stayed there and joined a, a TV series, which turned out to be the most expensive light entertainment show ever made in the UK. It was called Spitting Image. Uh, mm. We got, uh, I think it was the best video musical of, of the year for, for MTV one year for uh, Land of Confusion. Oh, nice. Uh, with Phil Collins, which uh, that was complete and utter, just absolute fun. And uh, I remember that the night before we were going to shoot it all, we had the whole storyboards and everything. And the producer goes, oh my gosh, what if we, what if we got this completely wrong? And I said, well, and we were having a few drinks. It was, it was uh, late one night. And I said, well, call Phil and, and ask him. So he, he calls up Phil Collins at about 10 o'clock one night and, and says, uh, uh, Phil, what does, what does this song mean to you? And uh, I just realized I probably can't say uh, his response uh, on the podcast. <laughs> but it was uh, basically do whatever you want <laughs> in a you know, Collins kind of way. And uh, and we, we both laughed about that and carried on. And we just started shooting the next day. Um, but that was uh, that was a tremendous success. Ran for about 16 years. And wow. uh, when I wasn't shooting uh, that show, I was doing movies. Uh, so I, I would do... Uh, I did... Uh, did Labyrinth. Oh, yes. That was yes. a big hit. Wonderful that movie. Was hit. Uh, that, was, that was so much fun. And uh, it was just a, a great experience uh, working with Jim. God rest his soul. What a lovely, yeah. lovely human being. Uh, so generous. Uh, I was actually just going to ask that. Like, what was it like, you know, just getting to know Jim Henson himself and getting to work with him? He would uh, he would trust you uh, once he hired you. He would trust you to do your thing, and uh, and he'd come in with like a you know a little note or two, like uh, come in a little sooner or turn this way when you say this line or something like that. But otherwise, he was just you know just an amazing, amazing guy to work with, and he had uh, extraordinary vision. It was amazing <clears throat> that. Uh, He'd dream all these things up and uh, and know how to to execute and uh, and how to cut and, and put it together. It was uh, it was an extraordinary thing. And the amazing thing is when uh, when people see that poster, they they go, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Dude, were, were you in that? Was that?" And I, I'll point to my name. Excuse me on the uh, on the poster, and uh, it's always women that tell me this. It's like, "Oh my gosh! That's that's my favorite favorite movie." And I've never had uh, one woman not say, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, when, uh, when the witches 
came around. I, I remember Jim called up my manager and said, uh, so well, what did we pay Anthony on that that last uh, picture? And Michael says, "Well, I don't know. Let me let me check it. Uh, let me check it out." And he goes, he goes, "Never mind. Never mind. Just just double it and send him the script." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And that was that was just the kind of guy he was. You know, he was uh, just amazing, very very trustful, very generous, lovely, lovely, lovely guy. Absolutely. And then uh, when the when the Flintstones came around, they they called and just said, uh, "Look, we, we need you in L.A. Just just go out and join the company." And uh, ended up doing, you know, all the creatures for uh, for the Flintstones. And uh, it was it was heartbroken when I found out that uh, that I was revoiced by a, a famous old actor. But then when I, I confronted the producer about it, and he said, "Look, we gave Elizabeth Taylor two million dollars for one week's work. Uh, we wanted an all star cast." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay." But I'm also very happy that they they contacted John Cleese and asked him to do uh, my voice for the Dictabird, and he says no, the voice uh, the guy doing it now is just great. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Oh, that's great. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Two million dollars for a week's of work. Intriguing. <laughs> that's that's the. Uh... Yeah. It must be nice to be Liz Taylor. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so what was your background like and how did you grow up? I, uh, I was always interested in puppetry. Uh, when I was about five years old, I, I learned to make hand puppets and uh, I would put on puppet shows uh, for the neighborhood kids and I'd charge everybody a nickel, you know, for the show, which... Uh, which five cents was not a, a, a great deal of money. But uh, I had a great little piggy bank going for a while. And uh, and then I thought, you know, I should I should learn ventriloquism because I was a big fan of uh, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. And oh, yes. uh, I think, God, I think, uh, you know, back in the Stone Age, there was uh, Ed Sullivan that she would appear on Ed Sullivan. And uh, I thought, I, I need to learn how to do this. So I taught myself ventriloquism and got myself a vent dummy. And uh, the next thing you know, the uh, the newspapers are covering me doing shows at the, the local library you know, for the kids. And my that's how my parents found out that, uh, that I was destined for showbiz. <laughs> and then I, I started entering, you know, a talent show contest at school and winning those and, you know, joining uh, the, the, the drama groups, you know, as I got a little older and, and you know, going up in, in ages and started winning all the, the awards and finally, you know, tapped out at state champ, you know, with the, with the acting in high school. And then uh, I auditioned and went to the uh, American Academy uh, in New York and studied for a bit there. And after a year I went, yeah, and I snuck off and auditioned and uh, I, I got a non-equity uh, touring company. And the, uh, the girl who was uh, the lead female in the show, when we finished, she called me up and goes, hey, they're having this audition over at uh, the Shakespeare Festival. You should go. And I said, no, it's, 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 it's uh, union only. And she goes, lie. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, so oh, you had just mentioned the New York Shakespeare Festival. What was it like working at this incredible festival? 
I was uh, uh, I was very young. I think I was twenty, maybe twenty years old, maybe twenty one, and to be uh, in such an esteemed crowd and such a, such a great cast and crew and the Suedos, for goodness sake, uh, I was I was so lucky just so lucky to be a part of that. You know, when I, was, I don't think I was an adult yet. You know what I mean? And uh, I, oh my gosh, I remember uh, one of the girls, one of the girls, uh, I can't think of which one it was, uh, on, on, the, on the cast of, uh, on, the, on the set, on the set of Little Shop of Horrors, Tashina, Tashina Arnold. Uh, they were there, the three girls were uh, coming toward me and uh, and they stopped and they said uh, hi we're, we're with the uh, and and I go oh hi how are you I'm, I'm I'm Anthony, and one of the girls leaned in really close and she goes oh, I I know you I know you and I, I went, what because she was grown up now, and uh, and she goes I'm I'm Tashina Arnold and I went the little girl from the Shakespeare Company, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she she remembered me and I thought oh, my gosh how crazy is that. And she was all grown up and still, still doing, uh, you know, show business. And I think she still is to this day. Awesome. So, That's it's great. amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you also mentioned uh, performing in the original off-Broadway production of A Little Shop of Ours. What are some of your uh, fondest yeah. memories of that? Uh, not dying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're in a uh, you know a hundred pound suit that you got to throw around like you're juggling barbells, and uh, and to to do that you know every night was just it was just crazy you know it was it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah it was just it was just a lot of fun it was just quite a quite a thing to do that you know thankfully I was quite young and I had the strength. Uh, to do that but uh yeah that was that was good fun definitely fun. absolutely I can't imagine being <laughs> tossing a 100 pounds suit every night though oh yeah. no it thanks was, it, ellen ellen green uh god bless her she was so she's unparalleled ellen green and uh and just before the, the curtain would go up on act two, she would sit at the, uh, all the way downstage center and she would, she would focus on the, the, the scene coming up. And it was a, you know, a very traumatic retelling of her past. And she would have to you know, work up some kind of sense memory in her, her, main, her, her brain so that she could plow through that. And, and I guess when she was ready to, to start the scene, she would, she would stand up and and the act two would start with a very happy, bubbly scene, and then it would go into, you know, the tragic retelling. And uh, I don't know, I don't know how she would do it. I really don't. And one night we were, we were, uh, I don't know how it started. But she, uh, uh, she started a game of tag, and she would <laughs> bump into me, and and she she she, uh, and that meant you're it. And I, I would like lean into her, and I go, well, you're it. And this would go on and on all through act two. And uh, finally, when uh, <laughs> when uh, it's time to feed her into the plant, um, I, I bite down on her 
And every time I would chomp down, I would go, you're it. And I would chomp and I go, you're it, you're it, you're it, you're it, you're it. And by the time Seymour <laughs> pulls her out, she's got tears streaming down her face. She's just laughing so hard. And oh, she's got man. to pull it together and then do the, the dying bit, which is, that was one of my fonder memories of, uh, of killing Ellen on stage. <laughs> what, a, what an amazing talent so much fun absolutely what a gift mm -hmm. yep absolutely so speaking of little shop of horrors you also got to perform in the film version directed by frank oz what was yes, it yes. like doing doing the film version compared to the broadway the off-broadway production it was like slowly choking to death working with frank oz <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh. He, uh, he, he once got in a fight with his best friend, does uh, Dave Goals. There, oh, yeah. some big bird picture, and and and, and he would make uh, Dave uh, do one a line over and over, and it, it made him do like like eighty takes or something like that, and. and he would he would say the line again, but he would just say it any way he wanted, and just that they ended up they didn't talk for years, and uh, I, I found out that that rap it was uh, it was the scene where Ellen, you know the hey hey little lady hello, you know bit and uh, she she crosses over and comes into the shop, and it, it it was a really 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 long scene, and Frank made us shoot that I think it was a hundred and twelve times. Oh my gosh! What? And, uh, yeah, and uh, they ended up printing, uh, cutting together uh, uh, take two and take three. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that. After, after all that, and it was just <laughs> sweet baby Jesus, Frank. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Yeah. Out of all those takes, like 112, you only use takes two and three. What's the point? I think so. I think, I think so. And the the clapper loader took uh, took pity on us because uh, after after take 100, she she just wiped the slate clean and, and went back to uh, uh, take one A. One <laughs> A. Uh, that's great. Uh, oh man, but, uh, that was that was a hoot. Mm -hmm. That was a hoot. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, Rick Rick Moranis was was just terrific to work with. He's uh, just a consummate professional, just a great guy. And uh, Rosie and I just fought every day. She would make up songs about my shorts, <laughs> and uh, she was just she was just a scream. Oh my gosh! But, uh, we, were, we were shooting a, a scene in the desert, and. Uh, she was holding the dick to bird, one of my lead character there. And uh, I leaned over to the director and I said, uh, she's got my character facing down. I said, would you ask her to you know, lift the chin up? So I'm, and uh, he looked over at me and he goes, and I said, did you, did you just shake your head no? And he goes, oh. And I said, what do you want me to do? And he goes, you tell her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, the first day Rick walked onto the set, we were out in the desert there, and Rick looked around and, and locked eyes on me and, and shouted, "Anthony!" 
and then came over and gave me a big hug and uh-huh. everybody was like what uh-huh. the world is going on here and I was like, <laughs> we're all friends it's okay we- <laughs> oh man oh what a nice guy yes yes mm-hmm. and, yes and and frank too what we you know, for what he's done over the years you know puppeteer and directing and all this stuff you know, he's yeah he's he's, he's an extraordinary he's a, talent he's, he's a, a very very talented oh, yes. uh, director has great yeah. vision and uh, knows how to get what he's looking for definitely can't mess with that Mm-mm. indeed <laughs> so now uh, what was it like to perform in the Broadway revival that was uh It was different. It was very different. It was very different. Hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 survival. So it's you know. Yeah, of course, course it's going to be different. Be yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so, um, you also mentioned, uh, you know, getting to perform in a labyrinth. What What was that movie like? That was that was a lot of fun. They would, uh, they they call you in, and there'd be a, like a uh, a long table, a uh, couple of tables all laid out together, and all the all the characters they were going to use for that scene, and uh, they'd call me in. They go, "You get first pick." I'm like, "Oh, cool!" So I walk up and down the table, and I go, "Oh, this looks good," and the girl behind the uh, the table, she'd look at me and she'd go, "Why are you shaking?" Why are you why are you shaking your head no? What does what what does that mean? And and she she go and I go, Oh, I like this character and they go, Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just basically steering me toward, you know, a, a much more interesting character for that scene that, that she was much more privy to than my eyes were. And uh that was that was so much fun. Uh, when I was when I was a kid, I grew up with uh, uh, a poster of David Bowie. Uh, oh yes, over my bed, and uh, I think it was the man who fell to earth, Nick Rogue picture, and uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> I just thought of a funny story about Nick Rogue, and uh, uh, I remember uh, uh, Jim. He goes, uh, Anthony, uh, take the uh, take the uh, spot nearest the throne on his right hand side. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, great, thank you. So even before the camera's rolling, David and I are just playing silly buggers and, you know, doing silly, you know, comedy, physical shtick. And uh, at the end of the day, we're, we've had a great day together. And at the end of the day, I'm walking toward the uh, the pub that's on the studio lot. And I figured I'd have a quick beer before I go home. And uh, all of a sudden I realized he's walking, you know, a fair bit behind me. And I thought, okay, just be cool. Don't, you know, woo. And uh, I, I hear him say, uh, oi. And I think, oh, he can't be talking to me. And he goes, oi, you deaf. <laughs> and I stopped turning around. He goes, he goes where's, the, uh, where's the bar? And I said, I'm going there now. And he goes, well, wait up. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and then he goes, I'll get the first round. I thought, okay, David's buying me beer. Okay, this is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! But I remember Nicholas Rogue. He was the uh, the director on the Witches, 
and uh, uh, we were sitting out under uh, under a tree one one afternoon. We were having lunch, and they were just you know taking a little break there. And uh, his wife, who's devastatingly beautiful, devastatingly beautiful, she comes up and sits down, and uh, I, I immediately say, "Yeah, I'll get uh, I'll get another wine glass." So I go and get another wine glass and uh, um, I don't know what for. And I, I come back and I offer it to her and he goes, uh, Anthony, this is uh, my wife. Uh, I think it was Teresa. And I, I I didn't even think. I Just the first thing out of my mouth, I turn and I go, she married you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, so you also uh, puppeteered in the Henson film adaptation of The Witches. Can you kind of talk a bit about that? Witches, that was great fun. We did Steve, Steve Whitmire. Steve Whitmire and I did uh, The Witches together. Uh, uh, yeah, was, I love uh, Steve. Yeah. Steve yes. He's so wonderful. Steve's, Steve's a great guy. <clears throat> uh, we did that together. And uh, it was really, really crazy. You'd have... Uh, whole set pieces blown up uh, so that they would fit in the scene with, you know, the because the mice were you know, this big, but the, uh, the, the the actual mice that we used to puppeteer were hand puppet size, you know, so if I was in front of, say, a, a death mask over uh, Angelica Houston's bed, which would be about the size of my palm, uh, to work with it on, on our set, it would have to be three feet tall. And I remember saying, uh, that's such a magnificent, you know, because when, when you're getting near the end of the picture and people are thinking, you know, I'm going to write my name on this prop and maybe I'll, I'll get to take this prop home. <laughs> and, you know, they were, they were choosing stupid things like a, you know, like a five foot banana. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I had fallen in love with this, this death mask that was over Angelica Houston's bed. And uh, and I I made it clear that I, I really wanted that. And the uh, the continuity director overheard me, and she leaned forward and she goes, she goes, no, no, that's that's mine. I'm taking that. And I thought, oh, oh, okay. And the set director looked over at me and went, <laughs> no, no, no. Just, a few weeks later, my doorbell rang and they they brought it in. They go, well, we're, we're we're told we need to hang this up for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've cherished it as a prized possession since I, mean, I still have it to this day it's just beautiful oh, wow. Yeah. wow nice uh, <laughs> that's awesome definitely that's so aside from puppeteering on a uh, various films you mentioned uh, puppeteering in a spitting image can you kind of talk a bit about that yeah we had uh, they were uh, foam injection they were sculpted in clay first, and uh, it'd be a, a life-size bust of, let's say, Margaret Thatcher. It was a life-size bust sculpted in clay. And uh, the, the, the milkman, they would ask the milkman to identify all the sculptures. And if, if he couldn't identify, he was a very, very clever milkman. And if the milkman couldn't identify the sculpture, they would trash it and start over again. And uh, if he could identify it, then they would uh, cast it in foam, they did, you know, a, a heated foam injection. And uh, 
then they build the eyes, the movable eyes and the, the, the eyelids and whatever, and then they'll dress it in, uh, you know, a wig and costume. And uh, a lot of them weighed about 25, 30 pounds. And, uh, wow. you know, hoisting 30 pounds above your head and then making the mouth move and the eyes blink and uh, <laughs> turning the camera and looking away and making it look effortless was uh, was how you spent, you know, 10 hours a day, yeah. you know, earning your living. <laughs> And, uh, and sometimes they'd, they'd come up with a really just impossible, you know, huge, heavy thing. And they'd always give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. But that, uh, that was a great deal of fun. And like I said, it ran for a very long time. And they've always tried to, uh, they've always tried to bring it back, to repeat it. Mm. And I think they, I think they mm. tried not long ago, and uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> We'd have to check into that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, when something costs that much money, right? Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, yeah. And at the time, they only had four TV channels uh, in Europe, mm-hmm. and uh, so there, there wasn't. Uh, there wasn't satellite. There wasn't uh, Netflix. There wasn't HBO. Anything like that. There was just, you know, there was HBO. I think. I don't know if they had it in the, in Europe though. Um, but yeah, you only had four channels. So, and it came on on Sunday night at uh, ten thirty, I think. Hmm. And uh, so you, there wasn't a whole lot to watch. So that means we, we had a, a lot of viewers. I mean, a lot of viewers. And that paid off, uh, you know, the, the advertising. So <laughs> I guess that's how it covered it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, awesome. Uh, long, long gone are the days when Happy Days got 60 million viewers. Oh, yeah. Get 60 wow. million viewers unless, oh, yeah. You know, unless, you know, Trump is assassinated on, on live TV. That's that's probably going to get a few viewers. But uh, <laughs> right. oh my, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm not sure what gets 60 million viewers these days, you know? Right, yeah. Maybe unless if it's the Super Bowl, but even that's hard to do. I don't I don't think that gets 60 million, does it? Really? It might. I, it I don't know. Probably probably only for the commercials. These, probably only for the commercials these days. But what am I to say? Right. Yeah. There's, there's so, many, so many different ways you can view something, you know, on yeah. YouTube or streaming or something. It's like, I don't know how they collect all that data. I don't either. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But uh, there's there a lot of, lot of shows. I, I did uh, TV shows in the UK that I... I can hardly remember. It did the Winjin Palm, W I N J I N, Palm P O M. It's an abbreviation for Prisoner of Her Majesty. But uh, that was that was a really really weird show, weird way out there. And um, Harry's Mad that ran for years. I, I played a, uh, a talking parrot. It was a, a Dick King Smith novel. Hmm. I ran for many many years. That was fun. Nice. And then I uh, I personally appeared on uh, Absolutely Fabulous, which was an absolute scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, 
what else? Yeah, a lot of a lot of TV shows I don't even remember doing, and uh, a lot of a lot of commercials. There was a time when we were shooting a commercial every week. We did. Uh, um, I can't believe it's not butter. Did a campaign for. I can't believe it's not butter. Oh wow! And the uh, the commercials were so good and so funny that they sold out. They sold out of the entire. I can't believe it's not butter product. Oh my god! So they stopped making commercials. Why, 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 why run commercials and pay for commercials if you're out of product? Right. So that was sense, our yeah. most successful campaign ever. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I don't even know if those still exist anywhere. I'm sure they do. Everything does, you know. Yeah, I'm sure somewhere. But, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. 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 Okay. But uh, so it's been a been a very very long and. Uh, colorful career yes you know? mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so another show you puppeteered on was nick jr series allegra's window as wando poco and oh, yeah. Twitter. what was it like getting to work on that that was that was uh it was very sweet it was a very very sweet program <clears throat> uh, marty marty built all the characters for that and mm -hmm. uh him and uh yeah marty built all those and uh we shot that down in orlando yes yeah, at the nickelodeon I don't think studios ever made a dime on it but it was it was very sweet yeah it was, it was fun to, to get together and just have fun <clears throat> absolutely yeah a lot, a lot of other wonderful uh puppeteers on that like of course uh catherine mullen uh pam marciaro yes. was there pam. who we mentioned yeah yeah, yeah. Marty, yes. of course, Tim Legas, mm -hmm. yeah. yes. a lot of wonderful people. Ash, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Allegra's window was very clever, and uh, no one had ever done uh, uh, lateral thinking before. You know, no one had ever tried to to, to uh, assimilate that into a, a TV show for kids, and uh, it may it may well have been ahead of its time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. And I love the way they, uh, like every, everybody's name had a musical connotation. Hmm. Uh, even, uh, you know, and, and all the music, very music oriented. It was really interesting. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a deep, it was a deep show. You know, absolutely wonderful show really though. Good. yeah yeah absolutely. a lot of fun memories definitely a lot of fun memories down there yes. yeah. yeah it's such a such a one wonderful show it really is uh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so you also got to puppeteer a number of characters on the webulous world of dr seuss including the grinch terence mcbird Yertle the turtle and many many others uh, could you share any stories from working on that show? It was just uh, uh, that was just such great fun, such great fun. Um, that it was it was new for everyone because it was all there was no set. There was there wasn't uh, right. It was just like green. I know screen, that doesn't make any screens. sense, you know. But if you you'd go under work and there'd be a there'd be a chroma key screen, and that was that yeah. was it. Yeah, and. Uh, 
if uh, if you needed to add props, they would uh, bring in a, a green block and set it downstage and put something on it, and that would that would represent something else. And uh, it was just a whole new and exciting way of uh, of working that uh, that no one had ever done before. It was. Um, it was thrilling and exciting and uh, a, you know, a slight learning curve, but uh, but really, really fun. And, uh, and so ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. So ahead of its time. My gosh. The, uh, the things that they were coming up with. And, uh, you know, if they, if they needed to send codes to, uh, to England... It was like, no, we, we can't send this over. We can't send this over the air. And what, what do you mean? They go, well, it's just priority. Someone could intercept this. And you don't even think about that, but it was, you know. You'd have to have a, you know, a dedicated digital server line just to you know, transmit something that far. Hmm. It, was, it was crazy. But uh, I'm sure, you know, now that's all. It's really simple and everything's, you know. But at the time, they were they were writing their own rule book, and uh, and and doing it themselves. It was crazy, <laughs> and great cast, great cast. Oh yeah, that. oh yes, oh yes. You know, just just terrific. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. Michael, <laughs> Michael and Kathy were just just terrific. Michael Frith and, and Kathy Mullen, oh, just. Yeah. Uh, Brilliance, just absolute brilliance, you know. Definitely. The, uh, they even did a, 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 an episode called Dreaming Shakespeare. And I thought, we're teaching kids Shakespeare. This is, this is brilliant. And I remember thinking, it doesn't matter if they get it. It's not the point. It's, the point is, you got in and you planted a seed. And you get left it there to ruminate, you know. Right. So that as as the kids would grow, they'd go Shakespeare. I remember, I remember a chicken doing Shakespeare on Between the Lions. Like that's right. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was just crazy. I think I did. I think I did Romeo and Juliet with a chicken. I I was you know stand up like me doing Romeo and and Juliet was a chicken. Or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was just so completely out there, you know. And, uh, I guess it, uh, I guess it just, it was so expensive. Hmm. It was so expensive. It really was. It was, uh, I mean, the set was just sumptuous, you know. It was. Uh, we shot that in Manhattan, and uh, had a huge, huge, huge set, and you know, an actual library. And we had these huge crates filled with books, and I, I said, "Well, how do we? How did you actually come by these these actual hardback books?" And uh, they said, "Oh, we just called the library, and they would uh, donate any any old books, something like that." And they had thousands of them just for the shelves. Wow! So, you know, when you're doing a TV show, you just sit around and wait to be called. You know, it's like uh, I don't know if we're going to shoot with you today, but you got to be here, so. Uh, read a book <laughs> and you realize you've, you've read three novels a week you know because you're you're living in a library of yeah. wine 
Essentially, Why not? yeah. Exactly. What are you going to do? Well, I can read. You know. <laughs> yeah. And that was great. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> we actually uh, previously have some of the people who work on our show. For example, Bruce Lenoyle. Bruce Lenoyle. Yeah, for the first yeah. season. John so, Kennedy. Yeah. We've talked to him yeah. as well. Yes, oh, sir. Funny guys. Yes. Funny. Yes, they are. Yes. Bruce Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> Where's Kennedy at these days? Is he in uh, Vegas or uh, Atlanta? Where's Where's Kennedy at? I think he's in New York. Mm -hmm. I think he's uh, still uh, doing stuff mm -hmm. for Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Good. Wonderful Good. guy. Yeah. Great guys. Great guys. Very talented. Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed, they are. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of curious. Do you have any favorite episodes or songs from Lobus World, Doctor Seuss? If you remember any of them, of course. I do not. I do not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the uh, the theme song. Oh very, yes. Very, very very catchy and very quick. And uh, I think Cohen wrote that. That was it was a good song. <laughs> I don't recall it. I don't. I could not sing it for for a million bucks right now. <laughs> That's a okay. Rolling through a hubble. I don't know. It's about it. <laughs> no worries. You know, it's, it's kind of no kind of a while yeah. ago. So yeah, right. It was a long time yeah. ago now. Um, it was. It was. It was, yeah. uh, it was almost almost thirty years ago. My gosh. Eesh. Yeah. Wow. wow. So uh, your longest running uh, puppeteering role was on, of course, uh, the PBS series Between the Lions as a. Uh, the original performer of Lionel. How, how did you begin working on that show? I think Kathy just called. You, when you get to a certain age and a certain lineage, you know, people just call. You don't have to audition anymore. People just call you and they go, hey, you want to do this show? Right, you especially because, you know, you worked, obviously, you know, prior to Between the Lions, you worked closely with Catherine... Mullen on a number of other mm, projects mm. too. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So I think that's how that, that came about. It's uh, it, you know, people just call you and they go, "Hey, you want to? Uh, we need you on here." Or, uh, so that, that's how it, it works after after a while. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I don't. I don't remember the last audition I went to really. <laughs> I remember Shelley Winters uh, having to audition for uh, Roseanne, and uh, they she was really really upset that they wanted her to audition. So she she walked into the producers' meeting and uh, uh, she had a big bag next to her chair, and the uh, one of the producers goes, uh, "So, uh, uh, would you like to read uh, page one of the script?" And she uh, she nods her head, reaches down into the bag, and she pulls out an Academy Award. And she sets it on the table next to her, and she goes, "Oh, uh, yeah, okay, that's that's fine, that's fine. If you could just, uh, uh, you know, uh, read, read, you know, page one." And she nod her head, and she reached down, pulls out another Academy Award, sets it right next to that one. <laughs> oh man! I think that's a no. We're not going to read anything for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a clear no right there. Yes. I know, yeah. like, I know that during the creation of Between Alliance, I know 
that um originally the cast of the show, the alliance is originally going to be like us, uh, like a, a legless window type of thing. Like the, yeah, because I remember when you spoke to a uh, Jen Barnhart, she mentioned how uh, the cast was originally going to be similar to the Allegra's window cast where you and Kathy would play the the kids and Marty and Pam were supposed to play Theo and Cleo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then because yeah, of their then... busy schedules on Sesame, they couldn't. Right. And then, the, you know, yeah, at the then, time. and then Jen, you know, auditioned. And originally she was going to be as a, as a Sambo, as a Sambo. An ensemble like, puppeteer, yeah. Puppeteer, yeah. But then, yeah, you know, yeah. workshops and everything, they just, you know, I think, I think, I think Jen up here would be, would be, would be great for them. So, and that's, and that's, yeah. and that's history. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, things, things change and, uh, you know, life, life goes on and just roll with it, you know? Yeah. 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 But it was, it was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite a lot of fun, you know, being a puppeteer uh for as long as i was and uh you know now i uh i think the most fun i ever had definitely most fun i ever had was on stage with stuffed and unstrung that was yeah that was a broadway that was a Broadway show. It was it was probably because of the size of the house, but the the, the, the theater was off Broadway, and um, it was they had like a rack of a hundred Muppets uh, on stage left, and on uh, stage right you'd have like uh, four or five director's chairs for the you know performers for us to sit in, uh, and then we had a compare, uh, and he would you would take the center stage the microphone he'd say. Uh, okay, great. Uh, give us uh, it was a live improv show, and uh, he go right. Uh, let's have uh, let's have uh, Anthony and Michael and Debbie to the stage, and we'd we'd cross over. And we'd choose any character we wanted uh, off the rack there, and then he'd he'd turn to the audience and he'd say, "Okay, give us some kind of a genre," and the whole audience would shout out, and he'd go, "A western." Okay, we have a western. Okay, uh, give us a subject. And somebody, the whole audience would shout and shout. And uh, he'd go, okay, we, we have a, a potato, right? Okay, guys, we have a Western <laughs> and a potato. And he'd go, action. And we would start. And uh, I mean, without even thinking about it, you would start. And uh, that was the most fun I had ever had with my clothes on. That was just a, a tremendous uh, blast of... Uh, of electricity and uh, just uh, excitement that you, you can't imagine. It was uh, just so much fun. And you, you'd, you'd go on and on until they shouted cut. And usually by then, uh, everybody would be in stitches and uh, we'd accomplished our goal. And that was, that was the most fun I'd ever had. You, there's no script, you just, whatever came out of your mouth, you know. Right. That was, that was the most fun yeah. I ever had. Uh, I remember I was uh, I'd taken uh, I'd taken my wife to Vegas a few years back, and uh, I was looking through you know things to do in Vegas by the pool, looking at some magazine, <clears throat> and uh, and sure enough, Stuffed and Unstrung was uh, in Vegas, and uh, that was the last thing on my bucket list, the last thing that I wanted to do that I hadn't yet, and that was to play Vegas, and uh, I. I I completely freaked out and I found my phone and I called up uh, 
Tyler Bunch, <clears throat> who did the uh, show with me in Manhattan. <clears throat> and I said, Tyler, I said, I will do anything to get on this show. I'm, I'm in Vegas right now. I'm at the, the so-and-so hotel. I said, is there any chance you could put me in the show? And he said, we, we definitely would. Absolutely. Uh, we closed two weeks ago. Wow. And heartbroken. I, oh, I, I was this close, this close. And, you know, it was like, absolutely, we'll take you. Yes, please come, please come. And uh, they closed two weeks ago. And, uh, oh, gosh, that would have been so much fun. <laughs> oh, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, Tyler. Tyler, he's he's absolutely wonderful so amazingly taunted god like really actor he's insanely not, not, not just puppeteer but actor and screen yeah, yeah. 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 It's just yeah just everything he really does really does such a talent yeah and so nice to work with really just a sweet guy really definitely yes <clears throat> so between the Lions was co-created by former Sesame writers Christopher Surf and Norman Stiles, who are also previous guests on our show. What was it like getting to work with, with these two? A blessing. It was a gift. It was a gift. They uh they know. They know. They just know. Uh, they've been doing it so long. They know. Uh you know, Norman will come in, you know, at the last second with the line, he goes, try this, and boom, it fits, you know. Oh. <clears throat> he, uh, and they're very funny. They're just very, very funny. And uh, you put the two of them together, it's, it's just terrific. The things they've done, they're, uh, the volume of their work uh, together just really, it really speaks for itself. Just amazing stuff. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. now with Between the Lions, even though, again, this was quite a while ago now, um, do you remember any uh, episodes you did that kind of stick out as some of your favorites? No. Or no, any I like songs or anything? No. No. One of my, one of my, it was I, just, you know, just another day of work. <laughs> you know, nothing... Uh, Nothing stood out like, like, oh gosh, that's going to be huge. It's going to be a crossover hit. No, that never happened. You just, <laughs> uh, it was just, you know, another day of work. Right. You know, right. And one of my, Nothing, I think, uh, one, of, one of my favorite songs that was like very early on in the show is, I don't know if you remember the song, uh, The Mighty Star Lion. Yes. Yes, that was really good. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. Jen. Uh, I think I remember that. Yeah, that I remember really Jen nice talking too. about that was like one of the first songs that you guys did as an ensemble. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was a really good song. Yes. Yeah, that was um, really nice. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think you might remember this song too, Alano's Rocket Ship. Yes. <laughs> I think I remember that. 
in the galaxy. I'm Captain Lionel. Yeah. Yes. I was... yeah. Yes. I'm trying um, to remember. I'm trying to remember uh, what episode. I, there's there's an episode I watched earlier um, before we started recording. Um, it was from season two. Oh, goodness. I remember the name of it. Uh, Bobby the Hopping Robot. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, goodness, I'm trying to remember how it goes again. It was from season two, and uh, Lionel had gotten this uh, this this toy robot, but it wouldn't work. Yeah. Even though he tried, I think uh-huh. like six times to get it to work, and then it, <laughs> like tried to get it to work, and it just yes. Um. Uh. Until uh, it was, was that an dead, episode about reading instructions? I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Baloney yep. Boy. I yep. remember Baloney Boy yep. from Allegra's Window. Oh, yes. Baloney Boy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so ridiculously funny. I don't know why I remember that. Baloney Boy. <laughs> I think it was I think it was a uh, toy okay. of Rondo's. Mm. But, uh, but, yeah, but yes, the uh, uh, hopping robot is uh, about reading instructions. Yes, it is. Well, there from... we go. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the um, the the big bad, the big bad duck. Yeah, the big bad duck. Oh, yeah, big bad duck. Oh my god. Yes. Rant, the big bad duck. Uh, big yeah. bad duck. Uh, to... <laughs> so, so many. And um, so another question again is already smarty pants being so weird yes <laughs> yes. Like, yes and again talk about tim lagasse tim lagasse yes wonderful job with that I mean, character did that, oh my did that God. scare you watching it wasn't that scary it was creepy i don't think it, it really scared just me felt, just felt more it was, weird. It, was, it was creepy scary it was it was very creepy yeah. Trippy for me, honestly. But it's very different from the from some of the other puppets too, because that was mm-hmm. kind of like tabletop kind of puppetry. Yeah. 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 I remember I, I remember this day. I was I was just about to cross the street in New York and I, I was wearing a show jacket. And uh I just stepped off the curb and some guy grabbed my arm and I, I uh, turned around. And he goes, I, I just wanted to say thank you for teaching me my kids to read. Oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. And then it hit me. I thought, "Oh, you're my my pleasure. You're very, very welcome." And I was I was quite moved by that that uh, that he would he would uh, phrase it in such a way. I thought that was really nice. Um, I feel like I remember. I think we might remember some some the episodes, but I'll I'll explain what those episodes are. Of course, if you, if you don't remember, but of course, you know the shooting stars has a my star lion. Um, picks a plenty, picks a plenty, where it's basically uh, Lionel and Leona have like, is like the, the whole pig like party at the library. Oh, and Cle- yeah, at the very uh, end, yeah. Cleo and Theo didn't know about it and pretend hey, no they're mad about it, and then and they're like, Yeah, <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. And uh, you can't catch me, where basically is yeah. Leona's birthday. Oh, Fair, um, the gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. Bread man yeah, yes. uh-huh. yeah. Uh, that was good. And, and in terms yeah, of because uh, uh, pizza, pizza. Yeah, there are a lot and, of good uh, ones. Um, and some. Oh yeah, and um, and tweet tweet. We're basically Big yeah. Bird, <laughs> Bird and Ernie. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big Bird was on this yeah, show. Yeah, right. Big Bird, Bert and Ernie. Yes. In yes. terms of uh, segments, because there were a lot of good ones. One of my favorite uh 
segments chicken from Jane. the sh Chicken Jane chicken was Jane. good. Um, yes, yes. The Monkey Pop Up Theater was another fun yes, one. And, and, and of course, and of course, really yes, yeah. and of course, the cliffhanger. Yeah, cliffhanger was good. Um, the uh, the Chicken Jane. Yeah, that chicken one. Chicken Jane was so brilliant. Yeah, we, and the, the one with for, the doctor. Doctor, I don't talk about um. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Ruth Hamer. Ruth Wordheimer, yeah. Wordheimer, yes, and the oh, Ruth Westheimer. Yes, yes. Where the where the monkeys would just like crash through the door. I can't, I can't, I can't even what the word. Such a wacky segment. I always loved whenever they would have the monkey characters on the show too, because they would they would um. There Why are all sorts of different Dr. characters. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, gosh. There are a lot of oh, good ones. And, Wayne's um, Word. Wayne's uh... Word. Yeah, I'll suppose mm -hmm. I'll suppose to mention that segment. What yeah. else? Sam Spud. Gosh. Yes, Sam Spud. Yes. Sam Spud. I think that was I think that was Frith. That was oh, so oh, and the, um, Frith, and, yeah. and the and the what's cooking segment. Too. Those were so silly. <laughs> Those were so silly. <laughs> Jen yeah, Peter's I mean, dynamic on that show it really shows in that specific segment because of when they do like the little nosy nosy thing mm -hmm. yeah on the show yeah, yeah. yes yeah and uh, since the, I... yeah, the, the, the favorite my favorite Jennifer uh, bit was uh, her and Peter uh, it was a Dreaming Shakespeare episode yeah uh -huh, yeah I remember Jen and they, uh, they uh, did a, they did a sonnet uh, they shared a sonnet that I still remember as being really, really, really good. And I, I still remember that to this day. I thought it was just, just terrific of those guys. Such yeah. a wonderful job. Yes. Really, I please. Absolutely. Yes, uh, and, and funny enough, like when I remember this, well, we both, we chatted with both uh, Chris and Norman. I remember Chris said that the, segment it was originally gonna be like off the show or something because it was kind of like too because it was cleon theo it was kind of like too like um too much or something like yeah, that yeah and that it, they it, basically it, but they want to keep the segment so and same thing okay. with a same thing with a chicken jane because of how chicken jane would get yeah hurt. yes i remember uh -huh. i remember chris talking about how eventually yes. they just had to cut the entire segment from the show and they couldn't use it yeah. anymore even even Jen Barnhart was surprised with like what they got away with with uh, Theo and Cleo, <laughs> like, or just yeah. the show in general, you know, because they... just the show in general, yeah. But yeah. especially that particular segment, yeah. uh, what's cooking with Theo and Cleo? Oh my gosh, so, yeah, a lot of interesting it's, stuff. Yeah, there's so much, and when you're dealing with PBS, it's uh, mm -hmm. you know, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a fine line, and you you got to toe the line there. So, yeah. But they were uh, they were just so well done, so nicely fleshed out, so nicely executed. Peter and Jen did uh, a great job, really, just terrific. Absolutely. So, because you know, between the lines was kind of a very uh, curricular based show, because as mm -hmm. you know, in the show, it taught kids to be you know wild about reading how how important do you think for their um how like how important do you think it is to have a show that you know kids can uh you know learn from while watching i think it's 
I think it's very important. I think it's a gift. You know, if you can if you can tame that and do it right and get your message across. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and there's been a couple of shows that have uh, done that successfully over the years. Uh, most famously, Sesame Street. Uh, but that's just the introduction to, right. as opposed yeah. to um, putting the word structure together. And um, you know, it's it's a shame it didn't it didn't run as long as it should have. Uh, I don't know how that uh, I don't know how that's decided. Yeah, I'm I don't sure know. That people I, are smarter than me. You know, they decide these things. I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Chris Surf is. Uh, trying in like different ways to kind of bring between the lines back because uh, recently there was this uh, expo mm -hmm. that uh, Jen and Peter and Chris were actually at and they brought uh, Theo and Cleo along and Jake actually went to that and got to uh, meet them in person. Mm -hmm. Yes, I yeah. did. I wish them well. Yeah. I wish them well. I'm, uh, I've, I've got a, I've, I've moved on to the, uh, the restaurant industry, so I'm an entrepreneur now. That's so. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but yes. uh, I, I wish them well, and uh, Chris and uh, Chris is married now. I wish I wish him all the very best with that. <clears throat> yes, and, Norman, and, and recently, in uh, years. yeah, yeah, uh, and recently Peter too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Peter just Peter got married. Yeah. That, that's right. Yes, he did. He did indeed. Very, very happy uh, for, for for them. Yeah. Yeah. Just, guys absolutely guys yes yep yep so outside of between the lions you also got to puppeteer lionel in the we are family a musical message for all video which for those who did not see our uh youtube exclusive we did not that long ago we touched up on that a lot um yes. what was it oh look at you <laughs> yes what was, what was it like getting the <laughs> to work on that because that's speaking of crossovers you know this was this was like the i'd i'd say like the uh oh goodness how do i word this like the marvel of like children's television at the time yeah because there was everyone i mean there I've was never thought of it like that but that's that yeah but i mean all these shows coming together you know yeah, shows you've never the lions probably will never happen again bear in the big blue you know? house barney lob anime shows uh yeah bob and um where did that air? Where did what? What did we do that for? Um, it was a. Uh, it was um. It was kind of like a tribute to uh, September 11th. September 11th. It aired in March of 02, uh, 2002. Uh, as like the six month anniversary of it, and it aired That's on like right. yes. pretty much all the main right. children's right. places like Disney, Nickelodeon, Disney, Nickelodeon, PBS, PBS. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Wow. Wonderful music video. Yes. Yeah. Pulling that off. It's just nice. I, I remember that. Yeah. I think I've got a I think I've got a photo of that. I do. Uh, I don't know where it is, but I I have a photo of that somewhere. But that was uh that was a big day. Oh yeah. Got uh got everybody and that's that's no feat to get all those characters in one place, you know, that's uh Mm -hmm. A lot of planning and uh, security and transportation. <clears throat> yeah, it was probably probably pretty expensive. We did it for free, but it's it still expensive producing it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Sense. 
But I remember that being a pretty cool thing to do at the time. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, wonderful music video. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. We did we did a lot of great music stuff. A lot of great. We, we did that over at Beat Street, at uh, great studio. Um, yeah, there was also yeah. a lot of good. Uh, Between Lands also did a lot of uh, cool outreach stuff too, because I know. Uh, I remember seeing a lot of stuff with like, especially Cleo and Leona would go to like different schools and teach uh, kids about reading. Oh yeah, I, I was. I'm kind of curious if you ever got to do any of that with Lionel, like go, get to go to different yeah. schools and stuff. I we did a lot of that. Did a lot of that. Uh, there there was a while. There was a stretch where I would uh, go to the White House every year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, was, that must have been a uh, blessing in itself right <laughs> that's amazing yeah. I, was, I, I remember the uh, going to the White House one year <clears throat> we were inside and uh, we'd finished setting up and I, I looked around and there was you know security standing right right next to us and uh, I, uh, I, I, I kind of whispered to us here I said where's the, where's the men's room and he goes, uh, follow me, sir. I thought, oh, okay. I was just going to escort me to the restroom. So he, he gets me to the door and leaves me there. <clears throat> so I, I make my way back to uh, to our, our setup, uh, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the ballroom there. And we do the we do our show, and a couple of hours go by, and uh, I find the, the same guy, and I go, uh, "I said, uh, the restroom." And he goes, you know where it is. <laughs> I thought, oh, you trust me now that I've I've shaken hands with the president and and me and uh, me and Bush were old buddies here, so uh, I can find my own way to the bathroom now. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> but, oh, that's great. But I, I, I remember we did, we did our bit, and then uh, with the you know the, the president, the first lady there on the stage. And we would do our bit, and we we would take our applause, and we duck down under the curtain, and whatnot. And uh, the president walks right over, and uh, he grabs a hold of me, shakes my hand, and, and goes, uh, the, uh, "He goes, wow, this is just really amazing." And his wife is on the microphone talking right behind him, and he's being really loud, going, "I really enjoyed that, guys." And I'm like, "Your wife? She's trying to talk, you know?" <laughs> he didn't care. He didn't care. This was more important. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that was that was so so funny. And, uh, uh, know. Definitely. And Kevin. Jeez. Remember Kevin? Kevin Clash was uh I think Kevin had with with oh, this one yes. year. Yes. Kevin and, is uh, so wonderful. I um, saw you guys uh, had uh, interviewed uh, uh Weezer, uh, Louise Gold. Yes. 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 yes, love Louise. Yes, we did. I, I just love, love her. Louise. We uh, we go way back, dear God in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's uh, that girl still makes me laugh. <laughs> I mean, I remember we went to dinner one night uh, in Birmingham, England, and uh, she goes, "Oh, I think I've eaten too much," and I said, "Are you going to be all right?" She goes, "Oh." Oh, I just need to lay down. And she backed up her chair and then laid down <laughs> in the restaurant. And I was mortified. I go, 
Louise, get up. Get up. You can't lay down there. And she goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my she gosh. She don't care. <laughs> so you also worked on another serious thinking production Lomax the Hound of Music can you talk a bit about that Lomax yeah mm -hmm. yeah oh. I played uh, I was just an actor on that I would uh, just you know whatever Whatever actor they needed, I would just put on a different costume and a mustache and walk on. <laughs> I don't think that uh, I don't I don't think it worked. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I, but, it didn't. Uh, we had a didn't run for very long. It. I think it had like maybe only yeah. thir like thirteen or so episodes, and then yeah, I just kind of pulled the plug on it. It's Chris, Chris and Norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, such yeah. lovely guys, and they've you know collaborated together on whole bunch of things whether it's you yeah. know songs on sesame street or obviously you know lions or lomax just yeah. wonderful that was uh nice. it was a really it was a really cute show <clears throat> their, their heart was in the right place yeah very musical but, show uh, too mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 great show yep really great show so as we're getting close to wrapping up here to anyone watching or listening what would you like to say to those who supported you throughout your career Thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Our pleasure. <laughs> so if um, if people would like to connect with you, where can people find you? I don't know. I, um, I guess you just have to hunt me down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In other words, good luck. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. So, so to so to end this off, the last question that I'm going to ask is a question we ask all of our guests at the end. So, um, so of course, this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. When you think of nostalgia, what do you think of, or in your own words, how would you define the word nostalgia? Happiness. <laughs> Happiness, plain yeah. and simple. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Great words, stand you, Thank you. When you when you look back on on what was nostalgic you always go with things that brought you joy always and yes. i hope that mm -hmm. that's always the answer yes absolutely yep, and absolutely. you know between the lions i mean that you know i grew up watching that show that was a huge part of my yes life. yes me too and, and of course man as uh, well and i even have lionel watching yes same yep. between lions dvd and we are family <laughs> dvd too and you know between the lions been <laughs> part of our lives for so long so, yeah it's just absolutely i'm, I'm glad we can One be a, our favorite be a part of that yes, uh, yes, yes absolutely. absolutely of course yes well anthony thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview this was a blast yes my and, pleasure yes, yes absolutely and thank you you know like i said just so many one <laughs> amazing guests uh Anthony, I know Chris, I know Chris and Matt will say the same thing, but thank you very much, you know, for what you've done in the puppetry world over the years. And I'm glad that us you know the work that you've done. You know, it just means a lot to us. And uh and keep up the good work of what you're doing now and can I wait what's next in store for you? Oh yeah. Especially with the Westwan that you're owning at mm -hmm. the moment. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Thanks. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. I wish you all the very uh, continued success. Yeah. Thank yes. You. Thank keep you in touch. Lot. Keep Thank in you. touch, Anthony, and I will uh, email you when this goes up. Sounds good. All right. Take care, Anthony. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. See you, Anthony. Take care. Bye. Yes, and it's goodbye from us as well. We absolutely enjoyed our time with Anthony Asbury. Keep yes. on the lookout for more wonderful interviews coming your way. And as always, what do we say, Jake? Keep nostalgia alive. Take care, everyone. See you next time for more amazing, wonderful, more episodes coming your way. Take care, everyone. See you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 And remember, get wild about reading. Keep being wild, keep being wild about reading. See ya. Yes. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye.